1: .fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast. Merry Christmas to all your listeners out there. I'm your host, Brian, and always with me is... it Scott. And tonight, we have a special guest. We, uh, we have a listener with us, and uh, he just recently launched his own brand of plastic lures. So tonight, we're talking to Eric Richards, and uh, his lure company is Hammered Lures, some super super awesome plastic baits me and scott have both ordered them seen them up close and personal and we're gonna dive into talking to him tonight hear about his story how he figured out you know that he wanted to get into making plastic baits uh his passion for kayak fishing and all that good stuff so eric welcome to the podcast thanks for coming on this evening yeah hi guys thanks for having me yeah absolutely man absolutely So, Eric, I mean, you know, you listen to us probably once a week, so you know the format and how it goes. So, why don't you start off talking about kind of how you got into fishing and kayak fishing, and then uh, we'll dive right into the Hammered Lures brand.
2: Uh, My
1: dad got me into both carpentry and the
2: fishing. That's where Hammered Lures comes from, the name. Nice. And, yeah. Yeah. We mostly trout fished, so streams. Uh it was easy enough for me to just put on a spinner, inline spinner. You could send me on my way and I'd fish. And that's pretty much how we both fished And so just recently I started venturing out on my own, getting away from what my dad taught me. Sure. And uh that's just jumping ahead, that's where like it got me to, you know, looking more into what soft plastics are out there. Uh crankbaits different things like that so i'm i'm fairly new into bass fishing so to speak compared to some people okay uh just figuring it all out uh like i said we we fish small streams for trout it's a whole different animal you get into a lake or a big river trying to figure out the structure there
1: yeah no for the sure fish might be no, that's very cool. Cause I'm I'm like the exact opposite of you, I would say. Cause I started out bass fishing with my old man, and then I tried to learn trout fishing and fly fishing on my own. So I, mm-hmm. I can relate to the struggles you're going through, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went so, I went through uh, the the inline spinners and just little tubes. Uh, then I switched into fly fishing. Taught myself fly fishing, fly tying that was a fun hobby for a while and then yeah once i switched into bass i kind of i haven't gone back
1: <laughs> yeah yeah the, the bass yeah. will do that to you man it'll definitely yeah. do that to you <laughs> that's very cool man yeah so you're an avid diyer um you know like you mentioned you're a carpenter by trade and uh yep. what what kind of sparked the idea i know you said you were interested in in plastic baits and what was out there so what kind of drove you to kind of start experimenting and creating your own your own plastic so to speak
2: uh just look to see what was out there you know i'd shop through the store and could never really find what i wanted you know it was the same thing if i wanted a, a shelf or something or a table i'd never really find what i like so i just make it that's kind of what drove me to make my own lures and then I thought, well, if I'm going to make my own, you know, why not see what other people might want? Sure. And, uh, take their orders, try to fill their needs. That's just kind of where it's been. My wife pushed me to do it. So it's just the two of us. No, no big company behind me or anything.
1: Yeah, so no, we're, that's
2: we're feeling our way through it so far.
1: That's super cool, man. And we, you know, last episode uh, we had Aaron Smith from Elysian Rods on, and he was kind of in the same boat. You know, he he was building rods part time as a hobby and then his wife kind of kicked him in the rear and said you you get, you need to get out there and start making these and selling them and and his business is kind of blowing up and i know you know you're you're fresh to this you just you just launched your um online store back in november correct yeah just 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 over a month very cool very cool yeah yeah, so I mean, why don't you uh, why don't you just kind of walk us through like the different styles of plastics and such that you make, and uh, kind of what your thought process was in uh, going to it. Maybe uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, a lot of people fish uh, the uh, the old uh, paddle tail worm, um, mm-hmm. in, in your case, it's the hammered tail worm. I'd love the right. name. So, yeah, um, yeah, why don't you just kind of walk us through some of the baits you make and, uh, you know, your thought process behind them.
2: Sure. Uh, A shot for some of the stuff is kind of uh, stuff like a worm you said, the hammer tail worm. That's something everybody uses. It's a good go-to. You can fish it a lot of different ways. It's kind of what I shot for for everything. I didn't want one bait that you could only really use one way. Sure. So a lot of the stuff you can use in uh, different different uh, like Texas rig, Carolina rig, uh, your uh, drop shot. Uh, you can put spinners, you know, use it as a trailer. So the swim shad, the ripper, the, the paddle tail grove is kind of a unique, that paddle tail grove is kind of a unique kind of hybrid between a worm and a, a paddle tail swim bait. So those are good good trailer baits so yeah so i just kind of went for what i wasn't finding in the store but also what you could use in your tackle box you know on a kayak you don't have a whole lot of room what baits you could put in there but use for multiple reasons so you're not having to lug a lot of equipment with you and yeah no picking colors picking colors is just uh i think it's as much what does the fish want and what does the fishermen want. So that's what I've been trying to figure out with all the colors that are available. What do the fish want? What are they going to hit? But also what's the fisherman want to put out there? What's he confident in?
1: No, absolutely, man. I know me personally, I didn't order any of those paddle tail grubs, and I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. I did o- order the ripper. <laughs> um, I know yeah. Scott, Scott ordered some of the paddle tail grubs and I saw those and it. Yeah. It was like definitely a cross between like a normal, plastic worm and, mm-hmm. and uh in a paddle tail swim bait i mean that right that bait when i saw it i was like man this is kind of kind of sweet like mm-hmm. i could see throwing that on a chatter bait which we talk about fishing all the time you know spinner bait i mean it's that perfect size what's what's the length on that is it like three inches three and a half inches yeah it, like
2: that? yeah those are three inches yep. yeah but so it's, it's it tapers down real small to the tail so it's got just a real tiny tight Wiggle, you know, kick to the back end. Whereas the ripper, it's got the bigger, you know, kind of nickel-sized tail that really slumps back and forth.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I know, uh, you know, a couple weeks back, uh, probably about two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Um, actually, it's longer than that. But uh, I threw one of the rippers on, which is like a like a swim shad bait, similar or uh, like a, a plastic typical paddle tail swim bait and mm-hmm. I threw yeah. I threw one on in the chatterbait and I was fishing in the river here locally and I was reeling it in just kind of watching the action of that plastic man and that tail is back there just wagging away and right. you know I can tell you if I was a fish I'd definitely eat the ripper
3: <laughs> it's a per- <laughs> that's it's it's that's a perfect it's a perfect length too i mean especially yeah. especially yeah. as a trailer i mean it's ideal i mean yeah. the, the length mm-hmm. of it's just perfect for that i think you know, the way I would use it. The other one, too, you uh, talked about the PT grub, but the swim shad's a very unique shape as well. The tail on the swim shad, I don't think I've ever seen
2: a tail like that before. Yeah, that, that's what draw me to it. It's not uh, a real big, like, you know, quarter or bigger tail on the end. It's kind of got fingers almost. like it, They kind of flutter through the water as they go back and forth, which is a little less. Uh, aggressive than the paddle but still gives you a lot of action behind the bait
3: and it still has the the shad shape to it you know as far as the body goes it's i can't wait to it use it the, to be honest with the body yep <clears throat> and then the new to run
2: them in the water too when you test them you know yep you look at it going through the water you think well, if i was a fish i'd eat that <laughs> i, I <laughs> yeah. always think that too
1: yeah no for sure i mean it's almost got like a, a fluke body like a fluke minnow mm-hmm. body it with like this like like he's, it almost looks like a, like a comb tail, looks like a hair comb, and that's the tail. And I have some I haven't tossed them yet, but I I mean just pulling them out of the package and looking at them, I'm like, man, the action on this is gonna be sweet. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. I mean. <clears throat> well, and then from a newt
3: perspective, yep. the nude is it, it almost looks like that was, I mean almost like designed for I'm, I'm envisioning a, a mushroom jig head, right? Or like a, like mm-hmm. a, a Ned rig. Is that kind of what the thought process was there too, as far as the size and the.
2: Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's, if anybody can't see it, but it's like a crayfish kind of yep. look. Yep. It's got a twister tail on the back end of it. It, yeah. gives it a real fluttery action. So yeah, you can put that on a Ned rig. Uh, I know I've seen some guys, just now, starting to use small swim baits on their drop shots. Sure, so I've even used I've used it uh, in that way as well. Had really, good, uh, success with it, yeah. And you just kind of drag it a little, little bit quicker, just to give the bait just a little bit of action for that tail.
1: Yeah, I it could see, can, see that tail well. just just twisting as you're sitting there dragging it and kind of kind of jigging it at the same time mm-hmm. to give it that nice flutter to it for sure. Right, just to get a reaction out of that fish. I dig it, man. I dig it. So, and then also you have just like straight colors, but you're also doing some laminated two tone colors as well. Correct?
2: Right. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, store I use, uh, Shopify, they only they do one hundred variants. Okay. So if you go on the store, if you go on the store and you look at those. I, I can't put every color, you know, combination possible in there. Okay. But you can get, you can get a, you know, basically all the colors I have. And if you want it, top bottom, I can add the flash wherever you want wherever you want or through the whole thing. Uh, and if you don't like what you see on the site, you can certainly message me and I can work with you, and get you whatever you need. Right now, those laminates are the uh, the newt, the worm and the uh swim shad you can get any of those laminated
3: very cool yeah i wound up getting the uh the newt in black and the watermelon green and uh, with the the silver in it and man i'm telling you they look awesome i can't wait to use them
2: yeah yeah those newts look pretty cool when you get some really contrasting colors
1: uh laminated on them yeah, I know I got uh, some of the shadow, which is kind of like a clear body with some silver sparkle in it. And then uh, in the paddle tail worms, I know I got June bug, uh, watermelon green. Um, I tried to like go through and just get a variety of colors and different baits from you just so I can you mm-hmm. know, give them all a try. And I think sure. I even ordered some of the rippers in the fog. And those are real cool because mm-hmm. uh, our man Jay Randall turned me on to turned me on to throwing white swim baits and this has kind of got like a it's like a bluish green flake in it right
2: yeah it's a a holographic green yeah depending on how you look at it it's blue it's green yeah it's pretty trippy
1: (laughs) yeah yeah no it's super cool man i uh you know like i said jay jay kind of turned me on to white swim baits and uh Uh, white swim jigs and uh, white spinner baits so to speak you know white was never really something I I went to in my tackle box so to speak and uh, Jay kind of changed my whole opinion on the color white I was always like a black and blue guy chartreuse you know things like that and then this year man I I caught some solid fish on white baits and uh, yeah thanks Jay but uh you know um I'm digging this whole lineup man it's it's super sweet super sweet
3: well and for those that are yeah. <clears throat> listening to this podcast uh, and you want to get you want to actually check out the the website while we're going through it um, it's uh, a luresmyshopifycom
2: so if you guys right. want to follow yep. along
3: uh, you can see pictures and look at the color combos and all
2: that kind of good stuff so yep as well as uh, Facebook and Instagram I'm on there search for hammered doors we should pop up and there's links to the store in, in both those sites that's as awesome. Well.
3: So tell us a little bit about I guess when you fish these days I mean um, and, and obviously you're a kayak fisherman, right so what are you what what are you fishing out of and kind of what's your what's your go-to these days?
2: Um, I started on an old pelican years ago. I think there was when it really just started hitting at least our area. Uh, it was like 200 bucks at Dick's. Just real thin plastic walls was a sit-in. Uh, I kind of got over that pretty quick. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I got one of those <laughs> too, my man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It
2: it was it it worked. It floated. You know, it did did what you needed it to. And then uh, kind of took over my dad's John boat that was just sitting in a, the driveway. Picks that up, and I've I've been fishing out of that fairly frequently. And then my wife finally kind of pushed me and gave me permission to go and uh, just get a kayak that's, you know, going to last. I'm going to be happy with. So I got the Old Town Topwater PDL. Oh, yes. nice. You were,
1: nice.
2: Yeah, yeah, you guys are looking at the Predator. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you got the Topwater with the PDL in it? Yeah, yeah.
2: What I'm are your thoughts, man? Kayak, that, that's that's the future, so stick with the pedals.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. <laughs>
2: I, I went against what you guys advocate on the show. I didn't test it before I ordered it.
1: Oh, I don't, you're in trouble now. Yeah.
2: Man. yeah, I know. I'm in big trouble.
1: <laughs> Do but tell. It Do tell. <laughs> it, it, it worked out for me because
2: I, I love it. Uh, it. I'm bummed it's winter time because i I'm kind of in storage now. But
3: So, uh, so that's a 10-footer, right? I
2: haven't found any issues with it. Very good. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's ten, 10 and a half, something like that.
3: What are your thoughts on the pedal drive, man? I'm so glad we're talking this. So, what are your thoughts? Uh,
2: um, I was never a great paddler. So, the pedal drive is just super for me. I uh, can, especially with the rudder in the back, even if you just added a rudder to your kayak, I think that's a big, big thing. I went out, it was like a 20 mile an hour gust one day in a lake and just messed around with the rudder and just stayed straight with the bank couple pedals here and there which made it super easy to keep casting i love the pedal drive i'd suggest it to anybody you know if you can afford that extra jump from yeah. the standard kayak
1: yeah i yeah. haven't seen the top water with the pdl in it i've just seen the paddle version at rock town mm-hmm. and uh man it's a cool boat and uh i know rocktown put out a video just recently i think it's on their facebook page and uh kevin the owner over there is out paddling it on a on a lake and he's standing in it and you know the stability in it he said was awesome um you know track super well things like that but i mean that pdl drive i've i've been behind the pedals of that thing and that thing's got some torque man i mean do you agree with that or i mean yeah uh
2: i think it was the second time i had it out a guy came down in his big bass boat trolling motor on the front you know and he he just came down to talk to me really and then we both i was leaving the cove and he started leaving the cove and i just started pedaling a normal pace and i just stayed right beside him with him and his trolling motor yeah i wasn't burning myself out you know
1: that's burning awesome. my back
2: or my shoulders, pedaling. That's so yeah, awesome. I just sat back. It's got a cup holder, so I just sat back and drank my drink.
1: Nice. So
2: pedaling to where I, where I wanted to awesome. go. That's awesome.
3: Sweet. Did you get it with the? Uh, did you get the free fish finder with it too? The Helix or whatever they're they're giving away with it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's my first fish finder, so I, I I'm anxious to use it next year. Oh, I bet. Uh, or or, or uh, I guess it's structure finder. We shouldn't call it a fish finder necessarily.
1: Sure, but,
2: sure. Uh, so yeah, so I've, I've got you know a new kayak to figure out, and that fish fish finder or whatever you want to call it, i uh, get that to uh figure it out. Hopefully, that'll get me on something something decent next year. So hey. what
3: what are your thoughts on the ten foot? Because I mean, that was one thing that was I think when you, you know, when we were talking about it originally, I was kind of thinking of going with a shorter boat. Um. Mm-hmm. so I, I guess what are your thoughts uh, uh, are there anything you feel it's it's missing from a, a length perspective a storage perspective or what are your thoughts there
2: Uh, well from storage perspective I don't have any issues uh, I don't at the most I'm taking four rods so I can find spots for all those in there you yep. have two rod holders in the back and then right right between your legs they kind of have notches built in it kind of puts the rods under your seat so stay out of your way Oh, nice. Um, then I, I I have just a milk crate, nothing fancy, with some uh, plano boxes in it. That bungees right to the back with the bungees that are built in. Still leaves me enough space behind the crate for a cooler. And then uh, there's a, a hatch under the seat and a hatch in the front of the boat. I I haven't used them yet. I haven't needed that extra space, but they're there if I need to put rain gear or something in there. I'm going on a trip, you know. I can stick a a hammock or something in there. Very cool. I, it, it's enough for me. I
1: I know when and, uh, I saw the the paddle version, like that back back storage yeah. area, it it's pretty large. I mean, yeah, you know, and it sounds like you're fitting quite a bit of stuff back there for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you can put your lunchbox in there. That like I said, I crate, and spend all day out there and not have any issues
1: with it. How do you like the stability on that?
2: Um, like I said I have a. 14 foot it's an old aluminum John boat I stand up in both of them and I'd say the kayak might be actually even more stable than the John boat really standing up in it yeah I I don't have any I haven't had any issues yet but not to say I won't but yeah I can stand up in and out of it without a like one of those assist straps or anything just kind of move my feet back and stand up like you would out of a chair it's uh pretty nice kind of like you would out of a bonafide
1: i like it yeah
3: <laughs> i didn't think we could get through an episode without brian mentioning bonafide so
1: so yeah, I, i'll say bit. this on the i'll say this on the podcast and uh, a good friend <laughs> a good friend of mine sent me a text message he doesn't kayak fish but he listens to the podcast shout out to tom i appreciate you listening buddy but uh he sent me a text after a recent episode and he's like I think we got a new drinking game. Every time Brian says Bonafide on a podcast, everybody's <laughs> got to take a drink. I said we're going to be pre- pretty pretty drunk by the end of the night. At that, my friend. Yeah. So <laughs> you just brought some big bottles. Yeah.
3: So so but, uh, so when you're talking about like, um, you said you were out on the water and it was like twenty mile gusts and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. and it was pretty rough. I mean, you felt totally stable, right? In that ten footer.
2: Yeah, uh, I. That, that type of wind keeps me out, you know, away from the lake if I'm going to try to take the John boat or one of the, the, the old pelican. But I decided to give it a try. And, I, you know, other than the wind hit me in the face, I didn't have any issues keeping my position anywhere I needed to be. That's, That's awesome. awesome.
3: That's totally awesome.
2: And then have, having the pedals there, that made it that much easier to get through the wind back to where I needed to get out. Whereas before, you know, if I had to paddle through the wind... Through the chop that would have been a nightmare for at least for me
1: <laughs> yeah i know me and scott have had that issue before when we fished with jay the one time and it, the winds were howling oh and yeah we were we were struggling to hold position and that was the day that man i was slamming fish left and right on a black buzz bait and jay's just over there pedaling his kusa staying in the same mm-hmm. spot and I'm having to keep pick up my paddle and paddle into the wind and I'm like, I hate you right now. <laughs> but uh no, that's super cool, man. Cause I you know, like I said, I've I've seen the paddle version. I know <laughs> Scott's it, but I, I've never seen the PDL version up close and personal and to, you know, to get some feedback on that, that's awesome, man. Super yeah, awesome. Yeah,
2: I haven't had any issues like like um I forget who it was you had on was talking about Clearing the uh, weeds, I think she had a hobie. It was Christine
3: hobby?
1: Fisher. Yeah. yeah, Christine Fisher. Yeah. yeah.
2: She had a hobie, and she said she'd just kind of quick pedal or something that would get the weeds off. Same thing there. Uh, I've only had to you know, release it and pull the prop up a few times. Usually you cool. give it a quick re- reverse kick, and that clears the weeds, and you're good.
1: Yeah, and I know Jay has said the same thing about his uh, his Jackson. You know, with that drive, he said a lot of times. You know, I can just pedal backwards a little bit, and it'll kick the weeds off, and then I'm I'm back mm-hmm. at it again. So it seems like that's a a common thing for for most uh, most pedal drives. You know, as far as a weed yeah. issue goes, you know, getting caught mm-hmm. up in that prop for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's not a big deal, really. At all.
3: And is hey,
1: that
2: you,
3: is, is that front hatch? Is that is that waterproof or like? water resistant. You ever get water in the hole?
2: Uh, no, I haven't had any water in the hole. Uh, that The front hatch kind of has like an inch raised lip around it. and okay. that, cover, that cover snaps around that lip. So There's really no way for water to get in there. Very cool. Very same, cool. Same thing with the one underneath the seat.
3: I don't know, Brian. Awesome. I'm, I might be thinking top water now.
1: All you, I know you is You know how
3: impressionable I am.
1: Yeah, all I know is our We're, man's got an awesome wife. She sent him out to go get that boat. I know, right? Yeah. You're Which you're I, lucky I, man. I think I,
2: I think I wore it down. I just kept talking about it and talking about it. Like, Maybe he'll stop
3: talking about it so if he just gets up. it.
1: Yeah, right. That's yeah. all that's all I gotta do is just keep talking about it. I
3: never thought of that just either, but wear man. it down. Hmm.
1: You guys it, heard it, it here. It, it might make it worse, <laughs> I don't know. You guys heard it here on the Paddle and Fin podcast. You want to talk your wife into letting you get a new boat? Just keep talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome, man.
3: That's very cool. So when you're when when you're out fishing, I guess what is your technique wise, lure wise, what species wise, kind of what's your what's your go tos?
2: Um, usually when I start out, I'm throwing uh, like like a bigger swim baits, that's kind of been my lucky bait here in the last couple of years something i've never really used are you talking hard swim baits
3: it. or are you talking
2: plastic uh, swim baits? soft plastic yeah soft okay. plastic swim baits uh started using those started catching some good sized fish so i've been sticking with those uh i'll switch to you know larger bass spinner bait uh anything really moving i i get kind of bored Kind of jag, you know, drag something along the bottom. So I like to keep moving. Although I've been trying to force myself, to, you know, try those different techniques because I know the, the bass are there. Yeah. And I just got to give them what they want. Yeah. 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 So yeah, um, that's kind of it's what I'm, you know, learning. I, learning to make the baits, and then learning also how to fish everything. New techniques throwing as much information at myself as I can. You know, I kinda
3: grew up in the same not the same, we I wasn't trout fishing in that, but like it was always like top water rapalas, right? Um or uh, you know, just reeling in, you know, spinner baits, that kind of thing, always moving, always throwing. Mm-hmm. You know, almost like a workout, right? And um right. And like, you know, you hear me and Brian talking about all the time, especially this year, it's like, you know, really trying to go outside the comfort zone and do things we're not used to doing and, you know working jigs. I mean, it's funny, like I don't I don't even really um like I'm not comfortable doing it still. You know what I mean? Like whether it's football jigs or swim jigs or whatever. The chatterbait has been dynamite and that's been a new thing but so I, I'm I, I'm definitely with you. Like trying to get out outside your comfort zone and start doing some of these other techniques, where maybe I don't have the I don't think I have the patience for that kind of thing. I'm right there with you. I completely mm-hmm. get where you're coming from for sure. You yeah, know?
2: yeah. Pains me it, to drag a jig across the bottom, but I know it's beneficial. I know. I know. <laughs> it. It, it'll it'll bring the fish in. Right. Yeah, I'm with you.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's uh you know, I, I mean this year we both worked on some techniques and uh it it definitely put me outside of my comfort zone and um but i think to me i mean that i think when we do that as anglers it it definitely drives us to be better anglers i know a lot Mm -hmm. of people give up on it but if you actually put in the time and the energy man you can you can pick up some nifty tricks and you know i can attest to that you know um like i was never a huge fan of drop shotting. i just thought it was boring but now up here in the north we're going in ice fishing season and i was thinking about this today like i sit over a hole in the ice in vertical jig for hours at a time so why why would i have such a problem with drop shotting you know and yeah. and that has seriously like changed the game for me. Like just dialing in the finesse fishing, you know, it's like, I I do this all winter long. Like why wouldn't I apply that similar technique, so to speak, to, to when I'm in my kayak and uh, it's huge, man, it can be super frustrating. I know, you know, I had some times this season. I know Scott had some times, I think we all can agree. We had some days, you know, every season where, yeah, we get the skunk, and we're throwing everything at them, and but we don't think of that one technique that we've just kind of shied away from because maybe we didn't know how to do it. But once you, once you dial it in, man, it the reward at the end when you get to be successful with that certain technique is just so worth it. Right.
3: I'll tell yeah, you, man.
1: When we of my, did, oh, go ahead. One sorry. Of goals for next year. That's that's just one of my uh, fishing
2: goals for next year you know learn two more techniques yep uh, also that are that'll get complemented with that depth finder you know being able to learn what's on the bottom where the rocks trees that type of stuff is and then hopefully that'll make me more uh, efficient learning drop shotting so i know i have a hard bottom or whatever and that's where i should be using it That's pretty just kind of blindly throwing it out there yeah Yeah,
3: no that fish finder they gave too with the uh, with the top water that's that's no joke that's legit. So you should get some yeah, really good results with that
2: for sure. Yeah, it's got a lot of stuff to it.
1: Yeah, I think that's gonna definitely open up your game, my man. Like you'll you'll see some stuff that you never knew was under the water and I mean right. even still to this day, I mean I've I've lived on my home lake here for Man, I think it's like eight or nine years now. And it's like I'm still finding stuff. You know, and mm-hmm. it's it's not a huge body of water. It's, uh, I think it's like a 280-acre lake, some, somewhere around that. And, uh, you know, just constantly finding new stuff. I mean, lakes change from year to year for sure. But, um, yeah, that, that Deathfinder, man, it's going to be a game changer for sure. And, you know, I'm looking at getting some side scan action going this year in my boat and i you know i was just talking to our good friend scott Pers about this uh just yesterday on the phone you know because he utilizes that a lot when he's out walleye fishing you know looking for structure and things and he's like i'm telling you what man once you get that and you get that on that boat you're gonna see some stuff that you never knew was there and uh you know it's gonna help huge so i i'm super happy to hear that you got that deal man that that's gonna be huge for you eric
2: yeah yeah my, my uh buddy and I a short story for you we decided to go on a fishing tournament this, this year our first one so we took the uh, john boat out and we needed a live well okay and so we we uh used the cooler family cooler got an aerator for it yeah got out there everybody else has uh, you know the big bass trackers and flat decks and 800 rods on their deck you know and sure. big fish finders and We don't have any of that stuff, (laughs) so we went out. It was a pretty tough day for us. My buddy finally caught uh, a keeper fish, which I think was 15 for that tournament. Threw it in the live well. My next cast in that same spot. I was using uh, something similar to the swim shad. I can't remember what it was, but uh, hooked into something that nearly ripped the rod out of my hands. I'm pretty sure it had teeth because it cut my blade or my uh, braid clean off. Like within the second tug, so we were both kind of irritated. So we moved back around, started fishing our way down that same bank, and I checked. I, I popped open the live well just to see how the aerator was doing, and it was spraying up instead of down in the water. So I, I went to uh, fix it, and that was my main mistake. So as I lifted the lid, the fish jumped out of the cooler, over the side of the boat and barely made a splash of the no in my, water. And <laughs> my buddy in front was just like what was that noise and i just had my head between my knees so be oh. bad, oh, bad word and yeah. he's like uh we don't we don't really have to tell anybody about this yeah. it's, it's too it's kind of too stupid of a story to keep yeah. between the two of us yeah
3: that, that's no, when I you asked you, him man. that's when you asked him did you catch a fish I don't think yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what'd you do yeah. with that fish, <laughs> about, man? You didn't put
2: that you in, you in, water? in the cooler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we felt pretty bad about it, but it was oh, only one man. fish. It was really the only one we caught all day, so it didn't keep us out of any leaderboards or anything. Oh man. You Who's know, the Was it purely? Yeah. Was it? Was
3: it a bass tournament or or was it a multi-species?
2: Yeah, it was just a bass just tournament. Bass tournament. Okay. <laughs> But of course it happened on our first one so I guess it's a good good learning curve. Well what's it's funny is I don't, learn. I
3: don't know if we've ever talked about this I think maybe you've mentioned it once but uh, when we first got our kayaks we found this website called kayak wars and we thought yeah. you know we're going to put team paddle and fin on the map by slaying this kayak wars. And I remember it's one of those you know the I forget what they call them but you know it's the picture ones right you put them on a bump yeah, stick yeah. and CPR yeah. CPR yeah. and um Brian, I remember the story of the the big northern you caught in your lake, and the thing did a, a pirouette off the bump stick, didn't it?
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, dummy me, I was in that Ascend, and I didn't have a net. And, you know, it was my bump stick only goes at 30 inches, and this was like a 33, 34-inch pike. And I had to put it in at 33, but if it would have been – 34 inches you know that would have been bonus points because of the length and that thing as i was like taking pictures of it luckily i got some good ones but yeah it, it flopped right off the bump stick over the side of the ascend and back into the drink it went but uh yeah it's rough man um yeah there there was <laughs> the one time yeah oh yeah well there's one time i was up fishing uh fishing green bay with scott purr's We drive four hours north, start fishing, got a fish on. I'm like, Scott, grab the net. And he's looking around the boat. He forgot the net. So we're hand hand landing, you know, 24-plus-inch walleyes over the side of the boat. I mean, it was pretty hysterical. If anybody was driving by us (laughs) that day, like, I'm sure they were laughing, like, what are these guys doing? You know, Scott's like hanging half off the side of the boat, trying to grab walleyes by their tail. You know, and the second they see his his ugly mug, they're swimming away from the boat. You know, so yeah, it was it was pretty hysterical. But uh, you know, I've I've had the instance. You know, when you get in those tournaments, you know, there was one instance we were fishing a tournament up there, and I totally miffed on the on the net and pretty much knock the fish off off the hook right at the boat and it's the fish that would have put us in the money it was a it was a 26 inch plus walleye and yeah i i ended up hitting the fish right on the head with the net instead of waiting (laughs) you know i was anxious and trust me scott had a few choice words for me so i'm right there with you my man
2: yeah (laughs) yeah luckily my my fishing partner kyle he didn't scold me too much he kind of kept it quiet which might have been worse i think i would have rather he just berated me with some foul language.
1: Yeah, well, I'll tell you this much. Anytime I fish a, a tournament now with Scott, um, I no longer get to net the fish. I just get to reel them in. So, I mean, I guess that was a better trade off. I mean, maybe maybe there was a reason why I did that. I get to reel the fish in, and he gets to net them. I get the funder yeah. end of the deal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's too funny, man. Too funny. So, I mean, you know, as far as your baits go, what's your your favorite go-to when you're out fishing on your own?
2: Uh, Usually the ripper, uh, just because I've been into that uh, swim bait kick. I'll I'll shrink it down to the grub if I'm getting maybe follows but nothing's hitting it. The uh, paddle tail grub. Or if I go out in uh, the uh, local creeks. We have a lot of big creeks around here paddle tail grub is a good alternative there sizes it down but still gives you that that paddle action how will you uh,
3: how will you rig the ripper or do you just do uh almost like texas rig it or what do you do use it as
2: a trailer um, i've got i've got uh yeah i've used it as a trailer a few times the usually i'll just throw a um, weighted um swim bait hook on it it's got the underbelly yep and just just pull it up through, so it's kind of weedless. Uh, if I've got nothing I really worry about getting hung up on, I'll just throw a regular uh, like a round ball jig head right right through the front. Pop the uh, hook out through the top, or if I have any of the, uh, the the jig heads that have kind of that minnow head look to it, yeah, for so sure. I get get the get the eyes on the front. This is usually my my go-to's there with that one and even the uh the worm the worm I'll just, i kind of I, I treat that like a jerk bait sometimes because i like to keep it moving i'll throw it up uh either weedless or just put a small uh, uh, weight on the front of that and just kind of jerk it so it kind of darts everywhere and then it sinks real slow kind of like you would for a fluke or something like that very cool very cool
1: so, you you mentioned that you go out trout fishing out by you. Have you tried using any of your plastic baits for uh, trout fishing out there?
2: Um, I, I took them to the creek once. I got uh, actually a really good fish in waters I've not done well in before. Okay. Right below a dam. I, I used the, um, I think it was the worm. Yeah, the hammer turtle worm. It was purple. And... Right off to the side, there's a, a dam that leads to a bridge with pretty shallow water in between. And I was fishing off the one closest to the bank, the you know, bridge pier. And there was a real deep hole that wasn't really getting any current compared to everything else. So I just thought, before I leave, I'm just going to flip those worm in there and see what happens. So I flipped it in, I watched it sink, and just it got down to like six inches to maybe a foot where I couldn't see it anymore visibly. And then just then, something hit it, and I set up the hook on my, it was, a, I was actually using um, an light. it was a real light line. And it was, I think we guesstimate, but it was about a 16-inch smallmouth, was hanging out in this hole. Nice. I don't know where else he could have gone, because the water was so shallow, <laughs> he was kind of stuck there. Uh, but it took us for a surprise, because usually the only things we're catching in there are, you know, stock trout, you know, 12 inches or so, or some rock bass, things like that. But... Yeah, that was a, a really good surprise that day.
1: Very cool. Very cool. So, are our, our, I mean, this is maybe a little off-subject, but are a lot of the trout streams out by you guys all stockers, or is there some natural reproduction going on out there?
2: No, we've got some uh, native stuff. There's Penn's Creek. It's kind of north of us. That's really well-known for its trout fishing, native trout. Uh, they have a lot of fly fishing only catch-and-release section, so that's pretty well protected. Um, Yellow breaches is the other big one near us. There's sections of that that are stocked, but then there's also sections kind of where the stream begins. It's a lot of uh, natives and uh, uh, catch-and-release, flyfish only, that type of thing, artificial lures.
1: Very cool.
2: So I think we, we've got a lot more streams and rivers than we do lakes.
1: Sure, I know, sure. uh
2: I was, I, was, I was listening to your, your in review today uh-huh. while I was uh doing some trim work. And the I think you mentioned was it the top top fishing location of the year or something like that?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Susquehanna. Yeah, okay. So uh, that's you, how you pronounce you that.
2: It, yeah, you pronounced it kinda of funny, which made me yeah. chuckle. But yeah. yeah. Well uh, see? Susquehanna.
1: <laughs> at, at least that <laughs> yeah, can provide you, some entertainment, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I totally, if you don't live, I, if you don't live around here it's hard to pronounce some of the stuff. Yeah, no, I know I totally butchered that. So thanks for clarifying <laughs> that, my man. But so that's yeah, out in but, Pennsylvania, you said? Yeah,
2: yeah, that runs. It actually runs. Uh, I think it starts in New York, runs okay. through Pennsylvania, and then down through Maryland to the Chesapeake Bay. Gotcha, gotcha. So it's, it's a pretty large river. It's really well known for its smallmouth. I think pretty much anywhere you go, it's a, a kind of a haven for smallmouth fishing.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, I'm not super familiar with that whole New England region (laughs) over there, uh, the northeast. And, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, that one kind of threw me through a loop. The other ones I had definitely heard of, but that was one I was like, where the heck is this? And I, you know, Mm -hmm. stupid me, you know, didn't Google search it. But, uh, yeah, (laughs) no, that's awesome. Thanks for clarifying that for us. So, sorry, listeners.
2: Yeah, no, if you're ever in that area, definitely check it out, Smallmouth. It's uh, really good in that.
3: Very cool. Very cool. I think I'm sensing a trip to Pennsylvania,
2: Brian.
1: Hmm. I think I am too.
2: <laughs> sure. Yeah. Pennsylvania, New York, you could you could float the whole thing in quite some time if you if you had the time for it.
1: How how far away are you from like uh Niagara Falls area? Um Quite a, quite a ways. Okay. Um,
2: We're here. Harrisburg's like the, uh,
1: it's like the Southern part of the state. Lower quarter. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's like the lower quarter of the Pennsylvania and New York's quite a ways up there. I think it's three, three hours, six hours, something like that to get to
1: New York, depending on which route you travel. Gotcha. The reason why I ask is I have a cousin that lives up, up by the Niagara Falls area and she keeps like begging me to come up there and go fishing with her husband. I'm like, eh, you know. And then she sends me pictures of huge <laughs> smallmouth, and I'm like, yeah, maybe I will come up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, she... Fisher will always bring you in. Yeah, she's she's super... It's funny. She, she used to live in Colorado, and that was right around the time where I got heavy into fly fishing. And she sent yeah. me this picture of, like, a 28-inch brown. So, like, I was like in competition with her to beat that. And then I actually landed a 28 inch Brown up on, uh, one of the Lake Michigan tributaries. And I was like, see, how about that? So now anytime she's fishing or she goes anywhere, she like sends me pictures and, uh, you know, she does a lot of surf fishing down in Florida, uh, with her husband. Cause, uh, his family has a, a place down there, but, uh, they moved to uh, Niagara Falls area, uh, to be closer to family and uh they do quite a bit of small mouth and uh, large mouth fishing up that way so that's why i asked so very mm-hmm. cool yeah cool
3: yeah so eric um i guess uh if uh, folks want to get a hold of you and check out your lures and stuff how, how can they get a hold of you like...
2: yeah so uh against f- uh facebook you can search us on there hammered lures instagram as well there's links to uh Shopify page, which, like you said, is hammered lures or hammered lures.myshopify.com. Uh, there's also a promo code that's active today. It'll go through June 30th. I think it's like six months. It gives everybody a chance 20% off if you use PNF 20 on your order. Uh, awesome. You can use it as much as you want, like I said, for the next till June 30th.
1: That'll be active. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, for that. thank you fantastic yeah well thank you guys putting me out here yeah no for sure man like like i said we uh we you know you had shot us a message and uh you know i i noticed the baits right away and you know i told scott about it and we both ordered and dude we were super impressed i mean it's awesome plastic super affordable you know doesn't break the bank and uh it, it they're quality plastic baits man so you guys definitely need to go on there check it out and order some up for sure. For sure. Yeah. And
2: stay tuned. Uh, I think probably I'm hoping f- next spring, early spring, I'll be uh, putting out some of my own designs, uh, adding probably some scents as well to the baits, maybe a different, different plastic uh, texture, maybe Very a firmer cool. one. So yeah.
3: That's awesome. If anybody he-
2: has any, Questions, comments, you know, let me know. Um, I'm kind of out there for everybody to take advantage of. You know, if if you see something you don't quite like, I'll try to change it for you. And uh, just kind of build them the way you want them.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, and when you get those other ones up and running, man, we'd love to have you back on the show and, you know, talk more about it for sure.
2: Sure, yeah, that'd be great.
1: Awesome. Awesome. You got anything else, Scott?
3: No, I think that's a wrap, man. This was awesome, Eric. Thanks for coming on.
1: Yeah, for sure. No problem. So, Thank you uh, guys for... yeah, no problem, man. Yeah, real quick, a uh, couple announcements, guys. Uh, you know, as you guys know, RocktownAdventures.com sponsors the show. Go check them out. Um, RocktownAdventures.com. Paddling needs, gear needs, PDFs, dry suits clothing, you name it, they got it. Check them out. Uh check out Elysian Fishing and also Logix baits, LOGIX for your hard baits, uh crank baits, topwater baits, things of that nature. You guys will dig it. Use promo code slydog 15 And uh, you know, Paddle and Fin store still running a promo code till the end of the month. Uh promo code Paddle, save 10% off on any of your t-shirts hoodies, things of that nature, uh, just goes to help support the podcast and uh, do more good good, good stuff for you guys. So we appreciate you. So, yeah, thanks again for coming on, man. We, we definitely appreciate it. And like I said, when you get that other stuff dialed in and you're ready to announce it to the uh, Paddle and Fin Podcast world, man, just let us know, and we'd love to have you back on for sure.
2: Sure, yeah. You might even get some uh, early prototypes me your feedback on oh that's
3: awesome
2: i'd, I'd love that, that that'll make up for the uh the oil stained bait in the out on well no yeah. you just need
3: to send the prototypes to me eric
1: and then i'll, I'll be sure yeah, to okay. distribute them to brian sure right yeah 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 <laughs> I, n- I know who your favorite host is now <laughs> with that being said guys tight lines and smooth paddling